Hello and welcome back to the Able Lifestyle Podcast. Today's guest, I'm really excited for this episode. I have my best friend, Dom Butler. All right, guys. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not bad, mate. All good, all groovy. How are you feeling about telling your story today? Um, Yeah, mate, looking forward to it. I mean, it's something that I've, you know, always been nervous about doing, but I don't really talk about it much, but yeah, I'm ready to. Do you reckon people are going to maybe look at you differently, hopefully, after this in a positive light? I hope so, mate, yeah. So uh, I think where we're probably going to get a start is the best place to start is your sort of childhood. What was it like? Yeah, what were yeah. you like as a young child growing up? What were your relationship with your parents like growing up? Um, as a little boy, I mean, I was. I think I was a bit of a little shit, to be honest. But... <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, nah, it was, yeah, it was good, my childhood, to be fair. I had my mum around me, my dad around me, my sister. Um yeah, it was, you know, it was it was what a childhood should be like. Um, I think that maybe my dad and mum getting divorced when I was quite young, um, and not seeing my dad much was was difficult. Um, when did that sort of happen? Do you remember what roughly age? I think I was six, six or seven. I suppose you didn't really understand so what was going I didn't on. Have a clue, mate. No, it just sort of I suppose, like you say, seeing your dad less. Yeah. You were like, why is this happening? Yeah, You're trying yeah, to definitely. puzzle together why you've got to see your dad less potentially. Exactly, Did that yeah. have much of a sort of strain with your relationship with your dad at all at times? Um, or your mum? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I didn't see my dad for a few years. I, I know he wanted to see me, um, but I just said no for some reason. So from the ages of about six, seven up until 10, I didn't see him much. I think I saw him once or twice. Um, and... It wasn't that my, I didn't feel like my family was stopping me. My sister still saw him. I had the opportunity to, but for some reason, I just, I didn't feel the need to. I suppose you're around your mum all the time. That's sort of what you're used to. And that's your sort of safety net and your, your comfort blanket. And yeah, exactly. When your dad's not there for you, yeah. obviously not necessarily by choice as such, but yeah. you're sort of like, why should I go see him if he's not here 24 exactly, seven? Yeah. Did this sort of lead to any issues with your behavior growing up at all? Or did this not really have too much of an effect on you as such because it was such a young age? I mean, it's really hard to say because, like, yeah, I was so young. Probably, to be fair. I mean, looking back now, at the time, obviously, I wouldn't know. But looking back now, it's probably it's probably kind of what kick-started everything that's happened recently for me. It all, everything all ties together, you know, it all starts somewhere. And I think that was, I wouldn't say it was trauma, but... I mean, it is a massive impact on someone's life, you know. Yeah, their big parent time. not being there all the time, especially with um, a father figure not yeah. being around the house as such. Exactly, it's, um, yeah. Especially yeah. on a young lad like yourself, it's that influence and how you should be as a person and as a man growing up, because yeah. that's who you really look up to for nine exactly. times out of ten for most cases. So yeah. to not have that sort of growing up in that nourishment from your dad, you're trying to find your own way without knowing how that should look like. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. To be fair. My mum was my mum was brilliant with me. Do you know what I mean, like, I think it, the the thing is, is that as a little boy, you're wanting to do things that boys do, yeah. and boys do that with their dads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like yeah, playing man. football, going for runs, um, you, you know, going swimming. Like, you don't really do that with your mum as a little boy. Yeah, you do you that do with, it with your dad, dad on, his, on his days off work. You know, when he's not working yeah. on a Sunday, and you go swimming or go play football. 
Um, they say like most boys are like their dads, and they like yeah, exactly. Yeah, the boy does something like oh yeah, because your dad's an idiot as yeah. well, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah exactly. To not have that, I can imagine. No. I mean, I have so much like my dad. My mum says it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. She's yeah. like, I got my dad's mannerisms, like the way he speaks, like everything about me apparently is like him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so without having your dad around, was there anyone that sort of had a positive influence on you growing up as a kid? I'd probably. I mean, obviously, without my dad there, the closest person to me was my mum um you got quite a strong relationship with your mother haven't, haven't oh you? yeah my mum's brilliant yeah i see you two are like yeah really tight yeah. almost like best mates yeah what sort of what does your mum mean to you um everything really to be honest do you know what i mean she's she's clothed me she looked after me um she's literally done everything for me all, all the basic stuff that you expect a mother to do and more um you know she's been with me through awful awful times and I suppose that's brought you even closer me. together than you were before and yeah. growing up as a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's been quite nice so to yeah. have that sort of yeah. safety net support from your mum and to yeah. have that going through tough times together. Yeah. Is, there's nothing yeah. else you want in the relationship with your parent, would you? No, exactly. What was sort of happy memories as a child rather than just go, trying to go doom and gloom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was um, good times growing up as a kid for you then? Um, good times. Going to my grandparents' house. Yeah. Yeah, what I was it? <laughs> were they feeding you cake and stuff? Like, yeah, trying to cake chub biscuits, you up? Yeah. yeah, cake biscuits, you know, um, go to the beach, um, ice cream, you know, all, yeah. all the good things. That, Everything grandparents yeah, should do, yeah, should yeah, they exactly, take you to the boot yeah. sales and stuff yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was always a highlight because I was always close to my grandparents. This is my mum's my mum's mum and dad. Um, yeah, I, I used to love going, so they used to live in Weymouth. Um and they had a massive back garden. Well, I don't even know if it was that big, but... Maybe was, it was just that small. Yeah, it's all scenes of proportion, didn't it? I'm just like, is it really that big? <laughs> no, I think it was a pretty big back garden. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely was, yeah. Because yeah. pad- I remember that having a little paddling pool in there, and that was about the size of me. Yeah. It was quite small, but I remember the grass around it being like loads of grass. Um, but yeah, I just love going down there because obviously Weymouth, they've got the beach there. Yeah. Really, really nice. Different environment, yeah. different scenery. Yeah. It's just a nice place to go, really. Yeah, I pretty quite much like. like once or twice a month you go down there yeah. and see them. Yeah, That's it's... quite frequent, to be yeah, fair, considering they fun. live quite far yeah. away from where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was quite one of your happiest memories growing up as a kid. Oh, yeah. But you've, from the sounds of it, you've got quite an amazing support group and family around you. Yeah, definitely. Do you see a lot of your family still now? Because I know you, you moved out with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um... I see my mum. Or fiance, should I say? Fiance, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still see my mum um, once or twice a week. She's only like 15 minute walk away from me anyway. So I, I've got no excuse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I always head down there. I take my little boy with me. Um, she spends time with him. Gives me a bit of a break as well. My missus a bit of a break. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always see my mum. always see my sister and her kids and her partner as well. Um my granddad now lives with my mum, so I see my granddad at the same time as my mum. So you've got quite a strong family network yeah. quite close to you. Yeah, that yeah. you see quite often, but that's quite nice yeah. to have that yeah, it is. around yeah. your family. Especially so close by. Like Some people have family that live like, on the other side of the country that they never see. Yeah. You know I mean? I if you put it into perspective, if like, say you go see them once a month, that could potentially be 12 times a year. And then yeah. when you put that in, say yeah. you know, the, your granddad doesn't live for another two years, you got 24 times yeah. more that you're going to see him, yeah. which when you put it like that, is, yeah, yeah. is nothing. And, so and if you were to go there for an hour, 
Yeah, it's twenty four hours. Yeah, it's, you literally have one day left <laughs> yeah. with your granddad. Yeah, so, yeah. so when yeah. you put it in perspective like that, you're quite yeah. lucky to have them close, and yeah. there's no better way to have them really. Yeah, exactly. So you said you didn't see your dad growing up too much as a real young kid. Did that change as you started to become like a teenager, starting to go into adolescence, and start to become like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen? Yeah, so I started seeing my dad. I don't know. I don't know why I suddenly started to again, but I think I had the urge to get to know him. Because I never really got to know him because I was too young to know him. Kind of I thing. think you're almost at that age of you're starting to explore and starting to develop yeah, and starting yeah. to wonder why these things happen and yeah. why he hadn't been about. Yeah. So you almost it's that urge to go find that out. So yeah, you, you went exactly. and seen a lot more of him. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was, I don't know if it was like eleven or twelve, thirteen. No, 13, eleven or twelve, just before I started secondary school, and um, yeah, I, I I decided I wanted to go see him again. Um, he was living in Bournemouth with his partner at the time. Um, so I went there on a, you know, monthly basis, yeah. stayed the weekend there once a month. Um, you know, went out and done things that you should have done. I should have done when I was little. Younger child. Yeah. How was um, your sort of relationship growing up as a teenager with your dad starting to see him more? How, what was your relationship? What yeah. was your relationship like real good? It was, it was difficult to start with. I felt like I knew he was my dad, but I struggled to bond yeah it was at that, that distance father that son thing wasn't there yeah he was like a mate yeah like an older mate yeah like almost a brother or such yeah, maybe yeah, potentially yeah I, I struggled to i never spoke to him about things that were going on do you think like, it was that sort of stigma of the males don't talk don't share it with your parents don't share it with your dad yeah Definitely yeah. that. Because yeah. I suppose also what might have had an impact is as well, him not being around as a kid. Yeah. If anything bad happened or negative happened, he wasn't there to support you. Mm -hmm. So it was like, why should I go and talk to him about potentially my issues yeah. when he wasn't there as a kid? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was that tough to sort of deal with as a kid? Yeah. yeah do, you, do you think that definitely sort of had a... Do you reckon that sort of real made your relationship struggle with your dad at times then? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It was really difficult to be fair. It, I don't. I can't put my finger on to what it was, but I'm. I'm assuming it's the fact that I felt like he'd like abandoned me. Yeah, at and a young age. How was it with your stepmom at the time? How did you sort of see her and view her? Do you remember as such? Was it almost she like was a weird mate? Really? Yeah. Was it almost? Was it? <laughs> was it tough seeing your dad with someone else that wasn't your mum? No. Concerned? No. No, that wasn't an issue. Did it ever feel like your dad just sort of run away to this other woman? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know what happened between him leaving and me seeing him because that was a good like five six years. Yeah. Obviously, some things happened. I never found out obviously yeah. as to why my mum and dad separated. Sometimes um, these things happen, but sometimes yeah. it's, it's best not to know. Yeah, exactly. Such... Yeah. I, I don't think they were unfaithful at all. I think it was more the fact that my dad is a bit of a little shit. And yeah, my mum yeah. had enough of it, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, People get to their levels. Yeah, they were yeah. Just, it's best to part ways and yeah. such. But as a young kid, you wouldn't have understood this. So No. no. So you say your relationship was better with your dad, but it wasn't as close potentially as what it no. maybe it was you wanted. It was near what I wanted it to be. Um, do you reckon distance and not seeing him enough might have sort of played part to that yeah yeah massively yeah because this sort of ties into our next bit of the time probably the toughest time of your life this comes up to next if you're willing and okay to talk about yeah, this yeah. isn't which is why i wanted to sort of touch on your childhood and the relationship with your dad because yeah. there came a time where 
I mean, you can go into more detail yourself. If tell tell me more about the sort yeah. of events leading up to the day that you lost your dad. Yeah. Um. So between starting to see him again and me being nineteen, I want to yeah. say. I think I was nineteen. About twenty nineteen ish, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had like a snowstorm or, or something. That, yeah. Um. I I'd seen him more frequently up until that point. Um, he'd separated from the woman he was with. I didn't like her anyway, so I was happy about that. <laughs> and Yeah, and he, he met another woman um, and moved to Froome, which okay. isn't far from Salisbury. Yeah. Um, and she's lovely. I mean, I, I still, she's still my family now because yeah. um, they were together when my dad passed away. Yeah. And I, I went there on a monthly basis and had a hell of a lot more of a good of time yeah. bonding with him, spending time with him and his partner's family as well. It was brilliant. You know, he went to go watch football. We went to, yeah, you know, like all the things that I wanted to do, yeah. we, we started doing. You almost felt like you got your dad back yeah. or you got yeah. your dad that you always I finally wanted. found a dad. Do you, reckon do, you know that, I mean? do you reckon that new partner had that impact on him that yeah. brought your relationship closer? Yeah, he was happier. It's, it's amazing the difference that yeah. a partner, a real good partner can make to somebody. Yeah. And it yeah. shouldn't be, we shouldn't rely solely on this person to make us happy. No. But to for someone to bring you out out your cage and make you a better person is something we should really aspire to, especially in yeah. relationships and such. So yeah. that was kind of nice that you had those sort of final years yeah. where you had a proper relationship with your dad. So things started getting really good again with your dad. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and then it was January. So we had that beast from you, so that really heavy snowstorm. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah snow, snowball fights, yeah, exactly. sledding. Yeah, I got to leave work early, and you know, I got quite a few days off work for that. Actually, yeah, I yeah. My my course, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Work like you need to come to work. I'm like, I, I work for a in the military base at this point, and I was like, they need to come to work. I was like, my course is not getting up this yeah, hill. Yeah. Hour later, photo in the group chat of this military vehicle like built for snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't get up the hill. I was like, if that is not getting up the hill, my course no, is no. not. Not so, worth yeah. a try. No, it? definitely not. humiliation. Mate. Yeah, not, not enough money paid. <laughs> Will spinning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah. So I I got let off work early um, because I worked in Amesbury at the time, and they didn't want us getting stuck there basically. Yeah, because it was going to get worse and worse. Pretty sure I remember this because you worked with my mum, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked with your mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Um, I think she was actually saying to me. I can't actually remember how she... I think she was at work at the time. Yeah. I don't know if she tried to drive home or not. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. She might have ditched the car. But I don't think she wanted me in the car because it was snowing so heavily. And I think she drove on her own because she was meant to be someone else to list as well. So I had to get picked up. Um, But yeah, I got got home all right. (laughs) Got home in the end. Um, And yeah, I literally done what I'd done in the evening. So I got in at about, I think it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Went upstairs, um, went on my computer, playing Jurassic World Evolution. It's amazing know. how these little details and <laughs> yeah, these moments yeah, it are sticks. so... I, I literally, I remember everything from that evening. Yeah. Like, I can literally... Describe it by the minute. Yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I remember exactly how my room was, because I was in a different bedroom at the time, obviously to where I am now, but I then moved bedroom in that house as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can literally remember everything. It's amazing how vivid your memory is and yeah. how amazing it is yeah. I was in even, these events. I even remember what flavour I was vaping that day. Really? Yeah, it's Crazy. like that, it says, blueberry menthol. Wow. And I literally remember that to the pinpoint. <laughs> I remember the vape I had at the time as well. I sat on my desk. 
Anyway, yeah, I was playing with dinosaurs on the computer. <laughs> making Prop, sure they were still alive. Proper lad, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and my sister came upstairs and she went, Dom, your dad's, um, dad's been in a in an accident. I was like, oh, right. So it was, I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, he's um, crashed his car. I was like, oh, is he all right? And she was like, oh, I, I'm not really sure. That's all I know. I was like, right, okay. So I was like, you know, he's just like... I don't know, curbed it or something, yeah, yeah. or just hit into the back of someone. Nothing too serious. Yeah, a few cuts, a few scratches. Yeah, exactly. Too much, yeah, yeah, but he's like perfectly fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was like, right, okay. I came downstairs, um, and I was like, well, what's going on then? They were like, oh, we really don't know. I think, but I, ha I had this. You know, that's what I thought. I thought it was something small. I thought he just. Curbed it, crashed into someone. As, as well as the bad, how bad the weather is. You, exactly. don't, you don't expect anyone to off. hit speeds of you might like... You might have been going like 20 miles an hour and just slipped off the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't expect anyone to do like 80, 90 miles an exactly, hour and yeah. like go flying over a yeah, ramp yeah, or like exactly. into... Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the back of my head, I had this awful feeling. Was it... Did you have this like gut, gut feeling? Yeah. Was it, yeah. Something was wrong. Yeah. Something was not you, right. You just know, don't you? Yeah. You just... Something says in you that this is not good yeah. or something bad is happening. Yeah. And you just... Yeah, There's no um, explaining or understanding why, but when you start no. to really appreciate these feelings, yeah, they do tell you exactly what you need to know. Yeah, and yeah. I've definitely since with what happened with my mum, I had that gut feeling that day. Yeah, and ever since it's popped back into my body, that gut feeling, I've listened to it. It's actually helped me out. It's definitely something that I'm investing more thought into, and mm. I think when you really understand that gut feeling and listen to it can actually serve a lot of purpose and into your life. Yeah. Yeah. So you just had this gut feeling that you knew that something was not good. Yeah. It's almost like, you, you know, when you get butterflies and you're nervous, yeah. it's about like that, but like, it's that empty feeling. It, yeah. And a bit really nervousness. angry butterflies. Yeah. Like, just aren't your friend. It's yeah. a bit like that. Like you're trying to swap them away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, something's not right. Um, and yeah, I, um, I carried on my evening like normal, you know, a little bit worried as to what was going on. I suppose you couldn't get anywhere either, could you? No. the weather. My sister tried contacting Hannah, who was my dad's partner at the time. He lived with him through him. And basically tried to find out if she knew anything more, and she didn't. Yeah, so you're in the dark at this point. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. So you're twiddling your thumbs almost exactly, trying not to yeah. overthink the situation. What the going on, yeah. yeah. Um, and then went to bed that night, you know, Still not knowing what's going on. Nothing I could do about it. My mum was just like, just get some rest. Yeah. Like, I was stressed about it. Yeah. Well, understandably, um, yeah. it's the unknown that yeah. is the worst part because you yeah. don't know what is going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night to my sister just screaming. Um, it was probably about two o'clock in the morning. And at that point, I knew something was not right. Yeah. Um, I got out of bed. I walked out of my bedroom door. My sister's bedroom door was just to the left of mine. I went in there and she was just crying. And my mum was there and she was crying. Yeah. Um, and I just turned around and I walked back into my room. Um, and my sister came in and hugged me and said, I'm so sorry. And I, like, I'm literally shaking now. That's right. Take your time. <clears throat> Take your time, my friend. Like, I felt my legs give way. Yeah. I could not hold myself up. It's that moment you get that news. I was, yeah, I was leaning on the wardrobe. 
Um, my legs were like buckling below me. I could not hold myself up. You just fall I over. I didn't want you. anyone to touch me. Yeah. Um, and I screamed so loud. Yeah. Um, the neighbours must have thought <laughs> I was getting murdered. <laughs> like, it was bad. Domestic I can laugh about it because yeah. I, I need to right yeah, now. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mechanisms. Yeah. Uh, but it's amazing the body's fight or flight response. Oh, mate, it's crazy. I've never felt anything like that. It was like I was in so, so much pain without getting hit. Yeah. Do you know what Your I mean? Your body feels empty. Yeah. And you're not feeling nothing, yeah. but it's so painful at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Because I remember the time I got told that that was mum gone. Yeah. My body just dropped myself to the floor and I yeah. don't almost remember throwing myself to the floor. Yeah. But I didn't feel anything. I was like, why am I yeah. not in agony right yeah. now? Yeah. It's horrible. The, lo the loss of someone is horrible. And I think, how no, old were you at this point, just to put it out there? I think I just turned 20, I think, or just turned 90. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. I'm trying to, I've, I've lost track of the dates yeah. since we've had like lockdowns and yeah. stuff. I actually forget how old I am sometimes. <laughs> I always say I'm a year younger than I am. Um, so let me work this out. 20, 2019, what year are we in? I'm 24. So yeah, I think I would have just turned, yeah, I would have just turned 20. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, how was that next sort of hour or two? I don't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I blocked it out. Yeah, of I, course. I think I've completely blocked it out. I remember just collapsing on the floor, my legs buckling, banging on the wardrobe, and screaming no, so so loud. And my mum was telling me to stop shouting so loud, yeah. not to be horrible. Yeah, but it's early in the morning for your neighbours. Early in the morning, and yeah. I think it was upsetting her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't telling me to stop, but she was like, she was shushing me like yeah. nicely. Do you know what I mean? Trying to sort of uh, comfort me, yeah. basically console um, you. Yeah, probably the word but I all I wanted to do was shout. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would have. It's like pent up anger because you don't. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know about you, but was it almost like you felt like you were in a movie that was never ending? Yeah, and yeah, you feel it. you feel like you're gonna just turn the TV off, yeah. and then and you know you go see your dad tomorrow, and that's yeah. that's fine. A bit like when you um you wake up and you've had a bad dream. And you'll think oh, it's like slap yourself god. in the yeah thank yeah. god that was in a dream that was horrible yeah yeah <laughs> Do don't I mean? re repeat that one but, again but i knew that i knew that that wasn't a dream i knew that it was real yeah you, know I mean? you almost feel like you're it you're caught in this thing that's like ah but like purgatory almost yeah yeah that's probably the best way to yeah. try and yeah yeah help definitely. people understand the feeling of that yeah so yeah. that was early morning yeah um don't remember much after that. I think I'm pretty sure I went downstairs and sat on the sofa along with my mum and my sister. I think my mum made me a cup of tea. I didn't drink it. And funnily enough, 1st of February, yeah. it's my mum's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was actually early hours in the morning of my mum's birthday. Um, Talk about timing. Yeah. They say these things, yeah, yeah, happen. These things happen at the, just the, the worst yeah. times, and yeah. it's always around a big event of some yeah. sort. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, they weren't married; they went together, but still, it uh, hurts. They like were hell. together for oh, I don't even know how long, like twenty years or something. Yeah. Do you so, know what I mean? It's a long time. They had two kids together. They had a house together. Yeah. My mum, even though they weren't it's together, it's gonna affect my mum massively. They still had that bond. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even more so, she might she might feel other things like regret or guilt. Yeah. And the fact that so if he was still living here, 
he wouldn't be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he yeah. Have been you, in that you start to play different scenarios yeah, exactly. in your head and yeah. then you start to have that blame and that exactly. sort of victim mentality yeah. and that yeah. guilt. Which I would never blame her for. Like, none no, of, of what's course. happened through my... It's just a, a freak accident. Yeah. So yeah. how was the sort of next sort of few days and week? What sort of stuff um, happened? So... How was your sort of family and the situation without trying to ask a stupid question? Yeah, I mean... I went outside... Um, probably about eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I yeah. didn't sleep the rest of that night, obviously. I was yeah, wide awake. Course. And my sister just moved into a flat in Harnham. Yeah. Um, literally empty flat. Yeah. So I was like, right. She was like, right, let's go there. I was like, okay. She was like, you can help with decorating and keep myself busy. Distract yourself a yeah. little bit, yeah. Literally just found out my dad died like seven hours ago. But yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, it's amazing that how much distraction can help in these moments yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily the best thing long term but yeah. in that short term agony and relief that's the best exactly. thing for you keep yourself distracted and you're doing something productive as well yeah. you're helping yeah. your sister exactly. out so yeah. makes you feel a little bit better inside yeah, yeah. Yeah, at your worst moment and still staying there with my sister yeah. and my mum do you know what I mean so you're still having that support network around yeah. you which is something I think in your worst times is the most important thing yeah. to be yeah. surrounded by your loved ones that yeah. are going through similar to you yeah definitely um, you got to stay in it to cover it makes you stronger how, how is your mum and your sister around you and what now no or, at, the, at, the time. at the time yeah it's hard to I can't I can't even really remember how I felt yeah. let alone how other people were feeling yeah. obviously they were upset um, and I think they were worried about me a hell of a lot because yeah. I think they could tell it was affecting me massively yeah. um, like we walked outside front door to go to my sister's and snow everywhere and I was just like no I can't yeah like I don't I know he's been in an accident I don't know how it's happened yeah maybe it's because of the snow yeah and I just couldn't yeah, face it couldn't face it I did it in the end yeah walked all the way to Harnham yeah on the visors road so in the snow takes you about an hour <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. You know what I mean um yeah, it was... Um, it's that relatability as well. It's that trigger almost yeah, for you. Yeah, literally hours hours after I found out he's died. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was difficult. Not like only what, that, like obviously your, your dad wasn't about when you were young and no. you started to try to get a relationship with him and you were still struggling and yeah. you got to a point and you're like, oh, things are, yeah. things are really good. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is great again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm at that age now where I can bond with him. It was kind of just like... I don't want to say it, but it almost feels like he wanted a son, but not a young son. He wanted a teenage son that would sit down with him and have a beer and watch yeah. football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or whether it was just a thing that clicked in him and he was just like, shit, yeah, I have got a son. I need to yeah. step up a bit. It might have been that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know the reason behind it. We, we, we never will. No, no, he might have just struggled. You know, everyone has problems in their lives. Yeah. He might have struggled and yeah. he might have thought the best thing was to go away yeah to sort know? himself out and yeah. to better himself to make himself a exactly. better person yeah yeah and then after that it just all went shit <laughs> <laughs> did you did you find out what actually happened to your dad to this day yeah um you don't have to say it. i can edit this better no out. so it was at the time that someone had to go and identify his body yeah um my dad's partner at the time was going yeah um along with her dad yeah. for support and I went with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and I agreed to go. Hannah, my dad's partner, was like, please, please come, you know, I can't yeah. do this on my own. So, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. 
So I went to Salisbury Hospital um, to identify the body. I'd never done anything like this before. You'd never unsee it, were you? No. Um, it was probably the biggest mistake of my life. Do you regret it at all? Yeah. Do you? Massively. Really? Massively, yeah. Um, I told myself that I needed to do it because of closure. I didn't believe what had happened. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to walk in there and that's not going to be him. Yeah. It's going to be somebody else. Yeah. And I kept telling myself that and I full on believed that. I was like, what's the chances of that happening? Really yeah. slim, but that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be him. Um, but I get there and I remember seeing the um, family, what are they called? Sort of like, br- like liaison br- yeah. people, whatever they are. I don't even know what they are. Bereavement. Bereavement yeah, specialist sort of thing, yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, and she spoke to me and she said, sorry for your loss and all this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, you're not sorry. It's yeah, not yeah. your fault. Yeah. You know? um, Nothing you can say in these situations. No, can you? I mean, yeah, I get this, their job. Yeah. But at the same time, that everyone wants to be approached and apologised to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Issue is they can't They can't change it for they everyone. They can't change it. It's no. just sort of blanket. It is, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember walking to the, um, oh, I can't remember the name for it now. The sort of family room more like that. Yeah, there yeah. Is we were sat down, we spoke about what was going to happen. Um, and then we walked on down to where they keep, you know, where they preserve bodies in the hospital, yeah. keep them cool. It's so cold down there. Cold, yeah. I remember walking through that door and it being like ice. Like it was so cold. Um, walked on down and he was at the room. So I remember literally walking down the hall turned left and there were rooms right and left going down and he was in the room right at the end just one door at the end of this corridor it almost feels like again this sort of nightmare film yeah, literally. this yeah, nightmare movie yeah. where you know so what's coming like, I just gotta walk all the way down and then walk straight and it's that door it's just like, like yeah, why the, is it not like third door on the right you're expecting when the doors open this white light hit you <laughs> yeah, almost yeah, 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 and yeah. then you're out of it and yeah, it's done literally, yeah. Yeah. Um, walked on down the woman opened the door um, and Hannah walked in first. Yeah. Um, and she just sobbed. At this point, I hadn't looked in the room. Yeah. Um, but from what she was saying, um, literally crying out his name. Yeah. Um, I knew that, that in there, that was my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to fucking hurt. Sorry, sorry. No, it's, it's going to hurt when I walk in there. Shall yeah, I mean? yeah. I, I, I had a chance to turn around and walk away but I yeah. still felt like I needed closure for myself it's also that it's that honour as well because <clears throat> you know someone somebody has to do this somebody yeah. has to yeah. identify him to yeah. confirm that's him and I, almost, my, I, I know it's the most awful thing and you'll never forget it it might scar yeah. you for life but yeah. however for, for me I say to you like it's a massive honour thing it's a massive like dignity I have like so much respect for you for doing that yeah yeah. I, I kind of wanted to do it for the fact that You've done it for your dad almost. I've done it for my dad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, this is why I have like a lot of admiration for you for, yeah. for doing that. Yeah. Because um, not a lot of people, they probably say, oh yeah, I could do that. No. Not a lot of people can. No. That's the harsh reality of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy thing to say that you'll do, but to go ahead and do it. Is another thing. Is another thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Hannah, Hannah went in there. Bless her. She sobbed her heart out and screamed. What an incredible woman she sounds like. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it takes, a, takes a lot to do that. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, she wanted to see him again, so she did. And, you know, I think I think that's what she needed to do. Yeah. Um, 
to have that closure as much as it hurts. Yeah. It's also being there for that per loved one in their worst moment. Yeah. Because that is what usually they are there for you in your worst moment, yeah. which I I picked up a text. Um, or I, I found a post of yours on Facebook from back in 2019 when this happened with your dad and it yeah. was Father's Day. Yeah. And I won't read the whole message, but you basically say in there like you had meningitis in the hospital and yeah. you look to your, your side and your dad's yeah. there for yeah. you. Yeah, the first person there when I woke up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, I just wish that I could yeah. have been there for you in your yeah. moment of time. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I wrote that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I can show. I'm show you the message. Cool, you're like a little detective, aren't you? Yeah, it's great. This stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can read out the whole message, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll show you after because yeah, yeah. it's um, quite yeah. personal to yeah, you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing, like picking up these things and yeah. Do you sort of miss? Obvious question: Do you miss your dad? What do you miss about your dad? Um, yeah, I miss him a hell of a lot. To be fair, do you miss him much? Like, is it a yeah every day? Yeah. Mate, not a day goes by. I do not think about him. Yeah. Um, it always, it, people say that time's a healer, don't they? Yeah. And I hate to break it to you. Yeah. It's not necessary. You'll never heal it, over this, these things, especially no. when it's as traumatic uh, as this. I'll tell you what, mate. I'll start healing when I turn 80 and, and start getting dementia. Yeah. And then I'll start healing because I won't remember it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a chance yeah. where I'll just forget about it. But the, the sort of the pain hits less frequently, I'd say. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. When I when I think when I think about him, um, it's more of a smile memory, isn't it? Rather than yeah. a, it does hurt still. However, it's not ninety percent of the time. It's something nice. Yeah, and then sometimes it will be when I'm having a really bad day, and I'll think about him for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it will it will hurt, and I will start to cry. Yeah. Um, no matter how far down the line it is, no. ten years, twenty years, it no. still still Always hurts happens. the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll ever fully get over it. Um, the fact that he's dead and the fact that you know I saw him there lying cold, you know, lifeless. Yeah. Um, it's almost something you never want to want to see as such. Yeah, I can't get that image out of my head, man. Yeah. It's stuck in there. Well, like we, Years we, we, down the we, line, it's literally still there. We all expect our parents to pass away before us. Yeah. And I say to people that I was lucky that I had 23 years with my mum. Yeah. I count myself lucky every day, yeah. which is crazy to say to some people. Yeah. Because yeah. some people don't lose their parents to 50, 60, 70. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the you know, positive side of it, me and my family have never been stronger. Yeah. So me, my mum and my sister, my nan passed away earlier this year. So my granddad as well has obviously moved in with my mum yeah. and us lot. And then my sister's kids, my kid and my partner, Lindsay, yeah. us together, you know. The tightest yeah. relationship yeah, that you literally. could ever ask for and ever yeah. want. Yeah. So I, I love the fact that you've put such a positive spin on the end of yeah. such a yeah. dark and traumatic story. Yeah. yeah, thought I'd brighten the mood a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so coming off the back of sort of losing your dad and yeah. you've had the funeral and stuff, What's what happened after losing your dad? Was there sort of any difficulties, which I can imagine there was? Yeah. Did you have anything come off the back of losing your dad that you want to cover and talk about? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had, as you could imagine, losing a parent, you're gonna get depressed. Yeah. Um, so I had quite severe depression at the time. I was already on. SSRIs for depression and anxiety, such a low dose though. It was like on 50 milligrams of sertraline, which is 
you know yeah what you get given to start with yeah and i've been on that for about a year just takes the edge off a little bit doesn't it yeah yeah exactly um but yeah they increased my dose um to 100 then they increased it again to 150 um and then about a month later they increased it again to 200 um i was still getting like panic attacks um yeah it wasn't helping um, so I find with these sort of uh, antidepressants as such, all it does is put a blanket on top of things. A it, on yeah, it puts a plaster yeah, on. Yeah, a plaster on. Like you still got a gash there, or you still got a yeah, cut. It's yeah. still going to be bleeding. Yeah, you're just slowing down the process exactly. of that bleeding out yeah. as such. Yeah, like you're going to break one day. Yeah, all this is doing is delaying the inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it's it's good in the short term. So, yeah. for example, if you have a traumatic event and you're struggling with PTSD or or depression or anxiety or, you know, borderline personality, any of those things, in in the short term, it's good to use because no one wants to start talking about a traumatic event just after it's happened no. to try and overcome it. It's a it. rarity, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to want to use medication to help yourself in the short term and then you've got to come to a point. You might feel better, yeah. but you're not. No. Because without them... You wouldn't, feel, got, you wouldn't have got there. Yeah. And anyway. you, if you take them away, you're back to feeling how you were, if yeah. not worse. Yeah. So you need to find a way to deal with, you know, the trauma you've got. Yeah. Um, so the SSRIs weren't working. So the doctor prescribed me diazepam. And were you that, feeling hopeless at any point? Um, that yeah. the search only weren't working oh, on yeah, a high yeah. dose. And yeah, like, yeah, I felt like this. Well, is, this isn't working. What's going to yeah, work? Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, they they prescribed me diazepam. Um, it was like five milligram a day, I think. Five milligram a day, um, and it was meant to last me three, four, three or four weeks. It lasted me a week. Oh wow! Yeah, just getting through it. Yeah. Um, which obviously isn't good. No. Um, I told the doctor that and I was honest. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to prescribe you one lot more. They prescribed me two milligrams instead. Because yeah. obviously if I was taking more than, you know. Yeah. Um, and they lasted me about a week as well, I think. Really? Maybe even less. Did um, they ever offer like therapy of any kind during this time? Yeah. So they offered me therapy. Yeah. Um, what there was something like a 12-week waiting list. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's three helpful. Months, yeah. yeah. So I thought, you know, if you just give me diazepam for three months, yeah. <laughs> I'll just take that and yeah, then yeah. afterwards I'll do it. Um, that three months is a long time as yeah, well, isn't it? Yeah, it is a hell of a long time. Because your body goes to fight or flight, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was off work, obviously. Good yeah. work. So my time was... Filled. You're almost in four walls as well, yeah. aren't you? Like yeah, just literally. staring at the wall, just yeah. questioning life and everything, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, it was awful. Um yeah, I gave me diazepam, got hooked on it. They wouldn't give me any more. So I had no choice but to buy it off the street. Yeah. And that was literally the worst decision I've ever made. Just what happened after that? Just spiraled? Spiraled, mate, yeah. Did it start turning from... Was it just diazepam you were buying off the street or was it... So it was diazepam, technically it was Valium. Yeah. Um, which you could either get in 10 milligram or 20 milligram. Um, it's street Valium, so it's not prescription. Yeah. Occasionally, I was able to get prescription ones, but most of the time it was street. You must question the legitimacy as such, yeah. don't you? Yeah. So it was mixed with all sorts. Definitely you not the safest all, way as, all sorts as of such. Benzos, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Um, and then that went on for a few years. Do you reckon that was years. off for the back of the antidepressants? Do you reckon... So here's a question for you. 
do you reckon you you might not know the answer to this but yeah. do you reckon if you weren't prescribed that antidepressant like high dosage at the start with do you think that wouldn't have let led to that harder drugs later down the line um no i i believe in a thing called an addictive personality yeah um and i have got an addictive personality yeah not just with like drugs literally anything anything yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't take like hard drugs or anything when yeah, i say yeah, drugs yeah, yeah. i'm not like you know <laughs> not talking like drug abuse addiction no, no, i'm talking yeah. just in general life yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um I, I i buy a big chocolate bar okay i've had a little one little square well that's the whole yeah, packet gone then exactly yeah, 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 yeah. it's like yeah. it's like monster like this is my second can of full sugar monster <laughs> it is really bad <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I would probably have another one when Pack I get of bows, i'll have, I'll have yeah, one sweet exactly. now the whole bag's gone yeah addictive yeah yeah, yeah no i understand um, where you come so from. so I, I think it's not the doctor's fault but i think the doctor should have realized that giving you more probably wasn't giving the me more after i've just used four weeks worth in a week yeah. and then doing exactly the same again probably need to do something more yeah. than just keep prescribing you yeah. heavier stuff yeah exactly. not only that you're still at an age where you're learning you're still my brain was probably still developing still developing yeah definitely was because it's taken a massive impact on my brain yeah yeah in what way my, my memory is awful really yeah my memory is awful my like That's... my motor skills aren't great um i get shakes all the time i'm constantly shaking i get pins and needles all the time yeah um so i feel i've that memory i've had to definitely work on because i find myself at times forgetting small little details yeah. or even what i had for dinner yesterday yeah um and it's almost do you ever get like zo like you zone out yeah 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 it's like when we were testing the mics at the start of this i went and today is i was like what day is it today <laughs> i completely forgot what day it was it's just like yeah so, so you the little things slip my mind so easily now so you got hooked onto these sort of heavier drugs as such yeah um so valium yeah um about a year i was taking it just over a year um and then i actually found out that who i was getting it from had died oh wow literally from an overdose well not an overdose but he'd been taking it for x amount of time which in turn you know shut down his organs yeah. um did that flip the switch in you to no no just worse carry no. on carry on yeah was that alcohol involved at all is it just drugs anything else yeah, was there anything, any other bad sort of um here and there but nothing could take away the pain like valium can it gives you a sense of nothing. It makes you feel empty. It makes you forget everything. That escapism yeah. for that moment yeah. of time. It's like it's like your anxiety your anxiety is non existent. Yeah. Um But again you're feeling nothing and you you have no process of emotions. So all the shit that I've been through with my dad yeah. and then passing away. It's just gone in a second. It's just gone. I don't feel that anymore and I didn't feel it for at least a year. Yeah. Um it completely stripped me of how to feel like a human again like a human i couldn't even like feel love properly but at the end of the day all your emotions are still there yeah you're just hiding away yeah. in the closet and i'm not processing them no so all, all you're doing is again delaying the inevitable yeah and did that day come um what stopping no did that or... day of that those emotions come into the forefront of your mind and oh yeah did yeah that when, break I, when, down... I, when i quit yeah yeah when i finally quit my mum i told my mum about it she knew about it what what made you change and stop taking all these drugs that dopamine hit that it gave you and that escapism what what made you flip the switch and go do you know what i i'm struggling here i need to make a change um so at some point 
during it is towards the end of taking um at my valium days i call it yeah. <laughs> my valium days um towards the end of well halfway through my second year of taking them before i quit i was found at the bottom of the visors road uh at about three or four o'clock in the morning just led there on the floor wow um no recollection of how i got there jesus um i was seen on cctv walking down the visors road so i obviously walked yeah um i wasn't quite walking i was almost like stumbling yeah, yeah. um um someone called me an ambulance they picked me up they took me to hospital um and i had taken a lot of valium yeah that night um there was i told them what i thought i'd taken and which i said was i'd taken six tablets since midday um and they were 20 milligrams so 120 milligrams of valium you're a warrior mate compared to taking five milligrams of diazepam yeah yeah i mean it's, it's a not, big jump it's not all valium in, in street valium because it's mixed with other stuff as yeah. well but it's still it's a big jump a massive amount yeah, yeah. um and I, apparently they'd tested it and it was around that amount, a little bit more. Um, obviously, street Valium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's never accurate, yeah. Um, and basically, I was lucky to be found there because it was oh. freezing. Like, I, <laughs> I literally could have froze to death, but Jesus. I don't remember any of it, yeah. Um, and that, that's literally all I can say about that. I had a I had a, um, a meeting when I was there about six o'clock in the morning with the mental health liaison team. Yeah. And I've even got a write-up. I've still got it at home. I yeah. keep it. Yeah. Basically, Do you ever look letter. back on it? Yeah. yeah. I read it all the time. Really? And I'm thinking, nah, that's not me. I didn't do all that that night. And I had. Like, but I, I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, we well, are in a so state So it's of... about the conversations I had with the Met House li liaison team, um, where I said that I was going, which was, I was going to the, over apparently I told them I was going to the overpass. Wherever that is. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know where, I don't know the why. Thing is, this is your body talking subconsciously. Yeah. So this is yeah. this is all raw and natural. Yeah, this is all at the back of my head that I just don't know what was going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what stopped me. My mum came into the hospital. Yeah. She obviously next of kin, so she got told. Yeah. Um, and they asked me if I wanted her there, and I said yeah. And she came in, and she just cried. Seeing your mum cry like that. Yeah. She and was, having those conversations. Yeah. So that. That day is when the recovery started. Yeah. Um, were, you, yeah. were you put on any program to recover? Was that what, yeah, what was so the sort of next steps for you? So that I, this happened all over a year as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so turning, so, I went to Turning Point, yeah. which is basically, it's, it's in Salisbury. It's for alcohol um, and drug addicts, basically, yeah. um, to help them... Um, program them off you know taking substances or drinking alcohol but also there at the end of it when you're in that recovery stage and you're struggling you know mentally or physically do you know what i mean um so my mum made me go there yeah do you reckon the culture of the uk currently with its sort of pro drinking environment of where it's almost you almost frowned upon for not drinking do you reckon that played a part in your sort of say downfall is probably harsh to say but you're you're spiraling as such do you reckon that had an impact on you in any kind because i don't know about you because i know you don't drink now do you no not very rarely yeah do, do you um, ever find like if you ever go out with some people they'll be like and you're not drinking do you ever be yeah. like they look at you weird and go like what are you not drinking for 
Yeah. So I went to a party over Christmas and yeah. I was I was literally one of like two or three people that wasn't drinking and yeah, everyone was yeah. like, why are you not drinking, mate? Why are you not coming to town? I was like, well, I'm in my training phase and like drinking just doesn't do it for me currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would I put something in my body that numbs me and depresses me and makes me not feel who I, get... I, I value myself for? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, I think if I was to go out, I'd probably have a drink or two. Yeah. And then my mate would be like, right. Madonna the beer, let's get some cocktails. I'll be like, yeah. no, I don't want a cocktel. Yeah. He's like, no, it'd be a little nice to have a little umbrella with it. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want a cocktail. And I feel like I get pressured into drinking more quite regularly, not just by like, not by him in particular, but by, by people around me if I'm out with a group of friends. Yeah. As soon as you're with a group of friends, you know. You're the old, you're you're the old person get, out. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, you're just like, you look like your person out and everyone else is out to get slaughtered. And you look like the boring person. I think, and... yeah, I think people try and just drink themselves stupid when I think more it'd be better to sit down and have a beer and have a chat have a conversation yeah. rather than just yeah. going out to get yeah. absolutely and make plastered. that beer last you an hour don't make it last you 15 minutes why has it got to be yeah. oh there's so many drinks I can get through tonight yeah, let's, exactly yeah let's and see this is the thing I find with a lot of people they go out to get plastered and this used to be me so you know this talks from experience as such it's I should go out to be around my mates and have the best possible nights with my mates. Yeah. Alcohol should be secondary. Yeah. All the substances should be secondary. Yeah. I shouldn't have to rely on these substances to make this night better. No. And it should be all based on the company of who's around me. Yeah. And I think people forget that. And I think that's why we have such a culture issue in this country. Yeah. Because people, their sole aim tonight is how <clears throat> bladder can I get? It's not yeah. how good of a night can I have. No. It's how bladder can I get? Yeah. What, yeah. why yeah, and I why know. is this frowned upon yeah. that this is a thing yeah yeah I know I get that it's um, like I was looking up some stats earlier it's like 600,000 people in the UK are dependent drinkers like they are classed as dependent drinkers yeah it's like 60% of people in alcohol treatment also need mental health treatment yeah does that not say something that is a depressant yeah yeah it's an awful in in I reckon in a moderation alcohol is okay um but when you are out to get absolutely hammered and drink, you know, well, and spend 200 quid's worth on alcohol. Yeah. It's not only that, it's literally the price of it. It is so expensive. It's mental now. Yeah. yeah. You're better off going to Tesco's and getting a bottle of Malibu. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know everyone's like favourite is Malibu, but I love Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they... three, three million deaths a year result from harmful use of alcohol. So yeah. like 5% of all adults every year. Yeah. Is mental stat is that so five percent is alcohol related. but that doesn't even cover the the things that it spirals on from yeah because it can lead to other things yeah but you get liver failure you get cancer but people go people might listen to this go oh mate bore off yeah like yeah, yeah. that's an instant thing they'll go for like don't be boring we yeah. don't care about this it's like no. you should yeah you generally your, should it's your health you I don't realize how easy it is yeah. to spiral funny enough i was watching a video earlier um what's his name james smith yeah, PT. I don't know if you know yeah, who he is, but he's, he's, li he's living in Australia at the moment. Um, but he's, I think he's moved there anyway. But he um, put a video up, and it was basically about like, um, so oils like cooking oils, yeah, like seed oils you use to fry stuff. I've seen this video actually. And, yeah, yeah, and um, a monster, a sugar-free monster of sweeteners, and he was saying that how people complain that the monster isn't good for you because it's full of sweeteners, and the oil isn't good for you because of um, the health risks. The, and the stuff, health yeah. risks, yeah. Um, and he was basically saying, like, most people that are moaning about this 
get under six hours sleep a night yeah. which should you should prioritize over that's over like the number one sweeteners. health factor by yeah. the way um and there was another one as well which was um so yeah, there was a six hour sleep i can't remember it was like the go out and buy a crate of beer or something yeah, but, yeah. It, but it was it or was the it made so much week. sense yeah, yeah it makes so much sense and people it's just are like, too focused on the small things yeah yeah exactly rather than the big picture stuff yeah yeah, yeah exactly and there was someone commented about it basically saying like mate shut up like you're not making any sense and then you literally go on his profile and in his bio it just says carnivore and it's just like <laughs> so you literally just eat meat it's like, yeah, yeah. you're the one that say it doesn't make any sense and all you eat is meat yeah. it's like that's not healthy yeah um but yeah some people may just irritate me not so, your rant there yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a conversation that people are willing to have that's the thing mm. which is why i'm loving doing this podcast because it's creating conversations that most people usually wouldn't have and it's starting to actually break through these stigmas and yeah. start to get people talking about the actual issues that are going on that people yeah. are just putting away and hiding away yeah definitely and people just sense it is like not normal yeah and actually what's not normal is all these behaviors that we are actually put into one side yeah yeah so you sort of you got into sort of this rehab as such yeah and do you think this program was successful and helped you get to a better place because i the reason why i wanted to get you on this podcast is because yes we've touched touched on quite a lot of doom and gloom currently and quite a lot of depressing stuff but actually the real reason i got you on is because you've done so many amazing things yeah off of the back of all this stuff yeah it's yeah, such yeah. a young age yeah and you're such a positive person that i actually look to for inspiration now yeah it's like you, you'll text me at like four o'clock in the morning yeah going bro i'm going to the fucking gym yeah yeah. i'm like you take you sent me a video last week of you walking to the gym in a pissing down rain yeah. <laughs> going i'm going to the fucking it gym was I've just, like I've just, down that yeah <laughs> it was the worst weather i've ever seen yeah. and i've been running in all weathers at the yeah, moment yeah. you've done like a 16 hour shift going, yeah, yeah i'm going to the gym yeah, i looked yeah. at that video and went nah not for me mate absolutely not i stayed <laughs> yeah, indoors yeah. yeah so like this is why i wanted to get you on because you're yeah, such yeah. a positive person yeah. who is in my circle yeah and someone that i actually look to for inspiration in my day yeah, yeah. so that's nice. why i wanted to get you Appreciate on that. to talk about your your story and yeah, hopefully yeah. inspire others to yeah yes you've been at your worst and yeah. look at the place you're going I've come, towards i've come off of it do you know what i mean like coming from um you know losing my dad being hooked on drugs um you know, having no purpose, having a shit job, shit pay. Um, you know, I felt like I was going literally nowhere. Um, and I decided to split up with my partner at the time because I'd finally realised that, you know, that was a lot of what was bringing me down. It was toxic. Yeah. I'm not going to say too much about it or say it was toxic. And um... again, it's amazing the person that we, because we spend majority of our time with this person. Yeah. And I think people underestimate the importance of having a partner. Yeah. And the issue is people put on the wrong sort of pressure on this person that mm-hmm. this person is who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you should be your own person. This person should elevate you to be better. Yeah. It shouldn't be the reason you are who you are. No. It should actually bring out your best characteristics in you. You should be bouncing off each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You should have that, that you should be encouraging each other. So, um, I don't know how to put it, 
basically just thriving. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you need to work together. You need to do something good, which then encourages that person to do something good. And then They'll you do, do that even better you. and vice versa. And you and keep bringing you each other up. You need to grow together. Yeah. yeah. You need to grow together. But you don't rely on the other person to still no. be yourself. No. You still are your own person and exactly. own identity. Yeah. And they should actually become and help you be- become more of an identity, more yeah. of a better identity is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I actually hooked out a text that you sent me. We had a conversation a few weeks back. Yeah. And you were talking about the place that you come from. Yeah. And you jump in and taking a massive risk lately. Yeah. And to the great place that you're at now. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll show it to you here, actually. Yeah, yeah. If you read that paragraph there. So again. So, it says, honestly, bro. Oh, yeah. Re- read that out, mate. Because this is what you text me and I still find this the most like mental text to understand actually yeah. where you've come from to where you are now. And this says everything about your character and who you are as a person. Yeah. And this is why I take admiration and inspiration from you purely down to this one single text that I went, I even looked at this and went, holy fuck. Yeah. How do I respond to this? Yeah, I'll read it up. Um, so I sent this to Adam, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, honestly, bro, when Oakley was born, I was like, fuck, I need to do something. My take home was 1300 a month working only 32 hours a week. I would get maybe a hundred pound on top of that as commission, but it wasn't enough. Oakley was about six months old and was coming around to summer and we literally had no money to do anything nice with. Packed in my job and just went for what I always wanted to do. Literally no experience working with kids, but somehow out of the 30 people interviewed, I got the job. I was fucking mad, but I felt like it was meant to be. My dad grew up in care, so I felt like it was the perfect fit for me. The way I look at it would be my dad wasn't here. If my dad... The way I would look... God, I can fucking type, can I? <laughs> the way I look at it would be if my dad wasn't here, then I wouldn't exist. He got treated like shit by his carers. When he was a little boy, I wanted to give back to make sure the kids, the kids I would be looking after were safe and happy. I honestly think deep down that he's the one that got me that job. Sounds crazy, I know. But now all the bills are paid, rent is paid, and we have plenty of money to go out and do things with. Yeah. See, this then goes back to the my sort of motto that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That is proof that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. This might actually... Listening to the, that back and reading that back yeah. might actually help you understand why you had that strain in your relationship with your dad to start with, potentially, yeah. and why he went away. Yeah. And that might have stemmed from his childhood and being in care and not being treated properly and yeah. not knowing how to express emotions and stuff. Because mm. I, I, I always, yeah, I actually never looked at it like that. And we talk about everything. <laughs> like, you're like a therapist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I literally never looked at it like that, but that actually makes sense. It, I would, I'll, yeah. I'll copy that and send that to you after this. Yeah, and I want yeah. you to read that back tonight and just sort of reflect on yeah. where you've come from and where you're at now. Yeah. And we talk about this, everything happens for a reason again. So today you've come on and spoke about your dad and being yeah. in the car crash. Yeah. Today, two years ago, my mum was in a car crash. Yeah. And thankfully, touch wood, she's, she and my best friends are in a car, survived that night. Yeah, yeah. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. that I've got you... Yeah. Today on the podcast, was two, that year, actually two years ago, two years ago today, yeah. my mum was in a car crash with my best friends. That's mad. Isn't it? Um, two sets was of be- on, wasn't that on like Brown Street or something? Uh, Castle Road. Castle Road. Castle Road by um, you know the rugby uh, club. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. again, everything happens for a reason. So yeah. I had two set, two sets of best friends that come round. Yeah. Both in couples. Yeah. So my mum dropped one set of couples home. Yeah. Then went to drop the other ones home. Yeah. They then got out of the car. Five seconds later, this car's gone 70 miles an hour. Uh, Mum's seen police cars come in, so she's pulled in. The car's gone straight into the back of the car. 
if my mum dropped this set of friends home first and went to drop the other ones second, there's a very high chance that my mum and those two best friends would have been dead. Yeah. All the other set of best friends would have been dead. If this happened five seconds prior, my best mate got out of the car mm. and he'd have been hit by the car on impact. Do you know who it was that was driving the car? Yeah, I went in. I went to the court case. Right, just you an absolute... you let me know as well because I'm on them down. I cannot stand people that drive like fucking knobheads. The car, like we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but like the car, in Nick from a mate, basically, um, he was a self-employed roofer who wasn't working on Universal Credit with a, a a girlfriend and a kid that wasn't his, but living it like his dad's property or something. I like named it his dad's property, but living okay, it as so girlfriend. He basically cause... summed up that uh, that guy is a fucking waste of space. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> sorry, but... I, I'm in a I'm in a like a space where yes, I'm probably a very a bit bitter towards him because he caused my mum a lot of pain and aggro. Yeah, but I feel that like that was a, a a big stem to what happened to my mum later down the line. Yeah, if that didn't happen, my mum might still be here. And this is coming from. Uh, a guy who was I have no respect for and was doing nothing in his life and he literally like he's 17 charges 27 convictions or something like that anyways moving, moving back to Ridiculous, your story mate. yeah crazy no, right. but I just wanted to talk about that everything happens for a reason yeah sort so, of motto quick and, question do you reckon so you you just said that you think your mum being in that accident stemmed and then went to because she died. struggled for the next sort of six months because this happened in January she passed in the June so you think that's got something to do with it? Yeah, big time, yeah. because she struggled massively with headaches, um, migraines, a lot of stress happened because going back and forth to Winchester or something like that for physio. Yeah, it's a lot. It caused a lot of stress with. and yeah. a lot of blood. And you could do without all of it. Yeah, it raises, yeah. raises our blood pressure, yeah. which is, again, leads to, like, can lead to an aneurysm. You know, I, I feel if I feel that was a big catalyst. But again, I just wanted to touch on that everything happens for a reason because yeah, yeah. this is something that every episode I'm trying to drive to people that yeah. this shit happens listen to it don't yeah. ignore it yeah like something shit can happen in your life yeah and actually this is just a storm ride the storm yeah. and a rainbow comes yeah. at the end of every storm man yeah definitely and moving on to sort of your your next part of your life is yeah. oakley yeah your fantastic little son i love him mate. what a it's little quality. kid oh, what, what an amazing little kid man mm -hmm. how, how is it being a parent for you um it is it's amazing to be fair like i wouldn't fault it um he does my head in with his screaming, but I put all that past me. And he's a lovely <laughs> little boy. Um, How did you sort of learn you were going to be a, a parent for the first time? So do you me, remember? Yeah, I do. Me and Lindsay, we were about to go to Greece. Um, we had our flights booked, all-inclusive holiday. We were ready to go. Um, about two, three days before, she'd done a pregnancy test because yeah. she thought on the off chance she might be pregnant. I think she's a bit more than sickness. Yeah. And it turns out she was pregnant. Oh, wow. And we were like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> really? It takes you by surprise. It's yeah. like, she's like, yeah, we're going to have a kid. And I was like, but we're going on holiday. She's like, yeah, <laughs> Wait. but that doesn't stop like, us having a kid. You know You're like, you've ruined my holiday now. Yeah. It's like, this is all inclusive. It's yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, um, we went on holiday like normal. Bless her. She was poorly the whole holiday. Oh, um, surrounded by foreign food, um, the smells, yeah, you know, the heat. Yeah, it's the last thing um, she would have needed at the time. Yeah. How was that feeling for you? Did it really sink in to start with? Yeah. No. No? <laughs> it did not sink in. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, I tried not to think about it too much. It took me by surprise. Um, 
So I hope she won't mind me saying this, but she had quite a low expectancy of getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was so unexpected. Wow. So he's like a little miracle boy, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and again, off the back of all this stuff, like who's yeah. to say that you yeah. have the right to sort of be here to be the dad sort yeah. of such. Yeah, exactly. After everything you've been through and everything you've done. And yeah. Um, it just adds to the amazing story that of why you're here today and yeah. how Oakley is born. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like, you know, I lost my dad, but now I'm becoming a dad. Is it's weird. Gone full circle. Yeah, it's weird. I was like, I'm gonna be a dad. It's like, I'm like, oh, I can't be a dad. <laughs> but it's like, no, nah, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and then the other side of it is like, it's just constant back and forth. Like, no, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to change the nappies. I'm gonna have to, like, <laughs> feed him and stuff. I can't even do that to myself. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, nah, it's it's brilliant. What does being a dad mean to you? Um, everything. Like, I always think about my kid. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Always thinking about my kid. Like whenever I see other people with their kids, I'm like, yeah, but my kid's cuter than you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't always do that. But yeah, I, I love him. He's a little bundle of joy. He makes me laugh. He's so, so funny. Because I asked you this sort of question at his birthday party the other week, which yeah. is like the most amazing, amazing and wholesome day. Yeah, yeah. And like you talking about Oakley, and yeah. like even now, because you're the grin on your face is oh, just yeah. so I full. Just, I just picture his little face. He, yeah. just, he just makes me laugh. The way he just sits there, and I'll like, I'll tell him off. He'll just sit there, and he'll just shake his head at me. <laughs> and then just go back to what he was doing, like I told him <laughs> off for. He's a crafty little bugger. What do, you, do you have any uh, hopes for your child? What do you sort of... I, him I want future. him to be happy and I want him to have his family there all the time. I want his mum to be there when she needs him and I want to be there when he needs me. Yeah. Um, I think people say about stability and like, don't get me wrong, single mums and single dads can bring up a child. Yeah, absolutely. But I think they both need to be there all the time. It has such a massive yeah, role yeah. on the kid. And yeah. I don't think people realise the importance of that. Yeah. Me, a, me and Lindsay, sorry to interrupt, me and Lindsay have even said that um, if for whatever reason, not what we're going to, yeah. if for whatever reason we were to separate, yeah. we would still be there for him yeah. 24-7, both of us. Yeah, that's Because nice. that's what he needs. I don't, I don't think people actually appreciate the importance of that. No, no, and they don't. It's scary. I, I watched something the other day. It's, the number of the statistic is so high nowadays where the, yeah. the likelihood of a kid being born nowadays for a single parent to raise them is so high. Yeah. And I looked at this stat and I went, that can't be right. No, no. It, and I think you've done it the best way of that, regardless of what happens, this kid is the priority, the forefront. Like he should still get the same treatment as if you were together as such. Yeah, 100%, yeah. So like that is such an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ha happy, supportive life. And I suppose you want to give Oakley the relationship that you we're getting with your dad right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of that lack of you had at the start of your childhood is yeah. you never want that to happen for Oakley. No, definitely not. I want, I want to be there for him, you know, whenever he needs. Um, yeah. I just want to spend quality time with him. I struggle to because of my work at the moment, but I mean, if I didn't have my job, I wouldn't be getting paid the amount I do. And I wouldn't, have long days off with him yeah i mean i don't see him for like 24 hours sometimes 48 hours at a time yeah but then when i am off i'm He's, off for a few days and you're you know spending I mean? that full time with and him spending as well, that time yeah. with him and with Lindsay, yeah and the dog and the cat so you kind of weigh it so, up don't you yeah 
And not only that, you're doing such an amazing thing for this world and this yeah. is your purpose that will lead on to in a second. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's that that relates to your dad with his poor care when he was a kid. It's something that you're trying to change yeah. in this world. Yeah. Um, what sort of? I know you've only been a parent for just over a year now, but what's been your biggest challenge so far? You found, if you have found any, you might just be smashing us and cruising us. I mean, as a newborn, newborns are pretty easy. Yeah, it's tiring, but they're pretty easy. You, yeah. They don't, you know, they don't run off. <laughs> they don't fly away or anything. So it's nice and easy. Um, he was so yeah, and then he's only just started to crawl and stand up the past few months. So even up until really October time, he was, you know, pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, not very needy, I would say. Um, he's pretty chilled and laid back. He's funny. He can easily soothe himself. He can entertain himself watching Paddington and Octonauts. Does my absolute <laughs> head and watch every episode about a hundred times. Love now. Paddington. Oh mate, yeah, I love it. It's just repetitive. When you know the words <laughs> and you know what they're about to say, that's when it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. He was ill um, not long ago, um, just before, I think it was the start of November. Yeah, because so after I, I started I bumped my into job. you out of the shop. Yeah, he I, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had um, bronchiolitis and he was in hospital. Um, he stayed there for just one night, um, but we were there pretty much all day and then that night and then all the next day, I went home late that next day evening. Um, but yeah, he had to go on to a little oxygen Thing. Little like yeah yeah, yeah. It's, that's hard yeah do you know what I mean like there's nothing you can do we knew he a... was poorly and yeah. he was getting help but he couldn't breathe on his own so he needed some oxygen just yeah. like, they called it assistance yeah I think that's just a nice way of a nice it. way to dumb it down yeah. yeah um but yeah he he looked poorly and we couldn't pick him up because he was all connected and, and you just want to give him a hug I just wanted to give him a hug he was just him and, him. and he just would like stare at me and Lindsay yeah that was hard yeah yeah that's really hard because you're it's that unknown of what's going to happen. It's yeah. that you, it's out of your control. There's yeah, nothing exactly. you can do. Yeah, and you just think the worst. Yeah, especially when it's your kid. There's nothing worse. Do you, do you find that happens in your life and yourself that you go straight to a self-preservation point of view that I'm going to protect myself worst case scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I because I do the same thing. Yeah, it's always like be ready for the worst case scenario. Yeah. Anything, anything better. Bonus, it's, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I think we will live a better life because of that, yeah, because we see every little thing that happens, is, yeah, definitely. Oh, how amazing is this, yeah, how grateful is this, yeah, exactly. And it's such an amazing mindset to have, and it's yeah. just so interesting asking you because yeah. not many people have that mentality no. and that mindset, yeah. yeah. I, and do, some I people, do think the worst quite often. Some people might look at yeah. that as a weird thing, yeah, but I feel we live better lives because of that. But would you say you do it on purpose? I would say, yeah, I'd say yeah. Oh, I'm not able to control that. Yeah. Like that's just a subconscious thought. So you think the worst thing anyway, regardless? Yeah. Or, you or like I'm, I'm, I'm always ready for the worst yeah. case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In any situation, like, yeah. I'm, re I'm ready to just prepare. I'm yeah, there. yeah. Makes sense. But because of that, flip it. Yeah. Everything's amazing. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. such like, it brings you such positivity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the it's smallest... easier to deal with stuff then as well yeah. when it comes around and it? like stress is just very little stress or yeah. you know because yeah. you don't stress over little things that most people would yeah. yeah so yeah it depends how you want to look at it yeah um, what kind of parent have you been then do you see any resemblance from your parents and you from my parents yeah do you see any resemblance um 
don't really know, to be honest. No? Never really thought about that. Interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that. Um, with Oakley, I can. Yeah. So between me and Oakley, I can yeah. see resemblance. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a lot like my dad, like my mum said many a times and my uncle so my mum's brother has also said he was also very close to my dad yeah he's like oh you're so much like your dad you are like, right. he's like yeah you got you just sit like him you talk like him like, all right okay um so yeah i think i'm a lot like my dad um and me and my mum are i think we're very similar um on like the i wouldn't say like the mental health side of things but the emotional side yeah, the emotional side and the way of dealing with things. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit uh, like anxiety. We're both very similar. We yeah. get worried very easily. Yeah. Um, we worry a lot. You know, we worry about each other a lot. Um, so, yeah, we are. That's good. You've got that relationship that with your mum, though. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's nice to have because, you know, you can relate with each other. Yeah. Um, you can actually understand what each other is going through and yeah. feeling. But but other than that, like my mum is, she's a strong woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not making her sound really vulnerable or anything, <laughs> but she is a very strong woman. Um, she's a black belt in karate. So a badass, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. enough to say. Not, do you know what not I mean? picking a fight over any time no, soon. She can get a foot over my head. So, yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel those people that can tap into their real emotional and vulnerable side are often the most strongest. Oh, yeah. But it's just, I, I talk about this quite often, it's yeah. that, you need to be really vulnerable, but you also need to be that stoic character. Yeah. And it's 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 not going too far either side. It's meeting in the middle yeah. of show your emotions so you can be at your most stoic when you need it. But it's understanding when to be at those both ends of the spectrum as such. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you hit a nail on the head there, to be fair. Um, yeah, you want to be, you know, character-wise, you want to be strong. Um but then you, you want to be relatable. Yeah. There's, there's nothing worse than sitting there and having a conversation with someone and then just say everything good about their life that's happening. And then that's it. Yeah. Like, tell me the shit. I need yeah, to know the yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're yeah. lying to me. There's something. Yeah. It's, you it's, are telling me every single yeah. day that you feel the most amazing. You never cry. You never yeah. struggle. You, yeah. ne you never struggle to go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, piss hey, off. I struggle all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, take, takes me time. an hour some days to just yeah. get out the door. Yeah. It's so easy to like, put a photo up or a video up saying like um taking a photo of yourself at the gym and being like yeah six days on the trot smashing um, this yeah. smashing it you know no rest for me kind of thing yeah and no it's rest of the like, wicked and it's just like deep down they're not wanting to be there no nah. they haven't want to be there for the past four days yeah yeah do you yeah. know what i mean and they're still there and they're half arsing it yeah do you know what i mean i mean i get that's I, why i started posting some sort of honest stuff it's yeah. like I put a photo up the other week. So, ah, oh, I've literally just woken up from the sofa after yeah. after my gym session. Yeah, I've now got to go for a run. Yeah. I, I don't want to go for a run. It's no. pissing it down outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, you, ha you haven't been sat there all day eating lettuce. Nah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and doing some stretches. Yeah, like, haven't been doing yoga gun. for four hours. Yeah, 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 bike for four hours. Yeah, and yeah. have a nice bath and yeah. all that stuff. Like, yeah, nah, that hasn't been happening. No, not at all in the slightest. You know, it's people like, are lying to you if they say that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get up in the morning and you're like. Oh, so I eat something healthy this morning. I know what I'll have. I'll have a bacon sandwich. And I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I have like six bit of bacon and then I put a tiny little bit of lettuce in my sandwich. <laughs> just to make yourself feel better. Yeah, it's all about balance better. in this yeah, life, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. It is balance. Yeah, it's what yeah. you want. So if we're eating healthy, eating healthy all the time is just going to become an eating disorder. 
Yeah. And eating unhealthy all the time is going to become like, obesity. So for me, it's this 80-20 rule as such. Yeah, where you, it's a good way to go. For me, I eat well all the time. Yeah. So when I do want to go snack, when I do yeah. want to go have that treat, yeah. I go and have it with zero guilt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's zero issues with me going out for dinner. Yeah. I'll go eat what I want at dinner because yeah. I know 80% of the time I'm yeah. eating well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I'm in such a good, healthy lifestyle, not only for their health benefits and living a great and full life, Yeah. but for that, when I want to go treat myself, me and my best mate, um, you know, Lil, yeah, yeah. we'll go to Sprinkles or go to a dessert house yeah. and we'll smash down a massive dessert. Yeah. Neither of us will feel guilty. No, it's Not on way. the slightest. What's the point in eating if you're going to feel guilty? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. most people will eat something and go, I need to go burn that off. Nah. No, no. Fuck that. No. no. Just, just do what you want. Do what you want, yeah. Within reason. But yeah. that, again, I, I live a healthy lifestyle so we can go and do these things and live life to the yeah. fullest because... But healthy you know, isn't... <laughs> isn't like not eating meat or cutting out dairy or yeah. only eating fish. People think they need to live the most miserable life yeah, and eat not, salads all day, every healthy day. Healthy is a healthy mind and a healthy body. You want to be able to you know, go out and tell yourself you're going to have a good day Yeah, and get to work and come home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'll want to have enough energy to do that. Yeah. You don't want to be feeling like a slug going to work, like no. waking up after your kebab you had last night. It's like everyone talks about like a calorie deficit and I touched on the New Year, New Me special and I was like, yeah, yeah sure, you do need to calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. Yeah. Have a stop putting the onus on like the scales and yeah. all this eating healthy malarkey is so yeah. strict. Like yeah. feel good, yeah. look good. Yeah. I was like, if you are not eating enough, yeah, you're not going to be fueled no. and you're not going to feel great. So no. you're going to end up binging down the line. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well meet that fine middle yeah. where you can eat what you want within reason. Yeah. Like I say, that's why I live a lifestyle yeah. of, you know, I'll eat quite well. So if yeah. I want to treat myself, yeah, yeah. I'll go have a chockey bar. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll go to a dessert house. Yeah. With me for calories, I just, I calorie count. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. I've done it on my fitness pal. It's just so quick and yeah. easy. I just scan it. Yeah. And type in the amount. Like, I don't stress over it. Yeah. But I look at it on a weekly basis. So I'll do my dailies yeah. and then at the end of the week, I'll look at it and see what I've averaged. Just I don't care if I'm 500 calories down today, yeah. and but 300 calories up tomorrow. Yeah, because it the balances out, week, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Don't just, it's not just within 24 hours and then it's not like you wake up in the morning and then you have no calories. Like you've still got calories in you from the previous day. Yeah. Like you're People still, think it's like, averaging. I've gone over a hundred today. It's like, yeah. And yeah, exactly. It's like you went 400 under yesterday. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah. Is, this is what people don't understand. Yeah, just roll it over. When you get to the point of you can have this flexibility, you can play about with it yeah. a little bit. It's, yeah. it's understanding your body, what your body needs and how your body reacts to stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's why I got a nutritionist a couple of years ago for a little while. Yeah. Just so I can understand yeah. how to play around it's with so, the stuff. It's so useful to know stuff. And when you like understand this, it, you live a better life and yeah. live a healthier life and you yeah. don't have these eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah. There's simple things to know about, about eating. Not yet. I wouldn't even say, I don't even say eating healthy. I just say eating. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you either eat right or you eat wrong. Yeah. Like there's no, I would say as an in-between, I would just say eating right is just having a balance. Well, it's like at the end of the day, if you go, have I eaten well today? If you can go, yes, then you've yeah. probably eaten well. Yeah. Have I had six chocolate bars today? Probably not the best idea for you. No. Like, it's not rocket science when yeah. you really break it down. Go, no. have I eaten well today? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had a pretty yeah. nutritious breakfast. Yeah. Lunch has been, you know, a couple of sandwiches. Yeah. You know, I've had a chocolate bar between, but I've yeah, had it pretty well. That's fine. Like, simple as that. That's fine. But servings is another thing as well. Just count your servings. If you're having four servings of cheesecake, yeah. then oh, that's not good. <laughs> if you're Unless one, you're being a strong man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're having one, it's absolutely fine. And as long as you get your five a day and absolutely fine. Drink yeah. enough water, absolutely fine. Yeah. And the rest of the day, you can just eat what you want yeah. as long as it's serving. And as long as like 
it's not over the top volume yeah. of food because obviously your stomach's only so big. You yeah. don't want to overfeed yourself because you make yourself feel like feel like shit. Yeah. Um, but I touched yeah. on like you started going to the gym again because we, we used to train together a few years ago. And yeah. I used to look at you then and go, bloody hell, this boy's strong. <laughs> yeah. And now like you've restarted this phase again of training consistently. Yeah. And yeah. to be fair to you, like you get shit done. Yeah. And you are very consistent with your training. I get it done and I come back out, yeah. Like you'll finish a long shift. And I do want to touch on your work in a bit, but I'll touch on the sort of gym aspect first because you're very disciplined and very committed. And like I say, you sent me a video, you finish like a 16 hour shift, four o'clock in the morning, pissing down. You're like, yeah, cool. I'm ready for a good gym session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, yeah, I love it, mate. Um, You got any goals in mind with the gym or is it just like training again for health and... I do it because I love it. Yeah. That's the best way. <laughs> I have no goals. Like yeah. I'm just doing because I enjoy doing it. Um, I, I enjoy getting a pump. I enjoy getting like hot and sweaty. I enjoy just forgetting about shit yeah. for an hour. It's escapism. And just trying to beat numbers. And so this is how I sort of talk to people and off the back of all the trauma and people go, how do you do the things you do? Yeah. And it's like, well, destroy yourself with drugs, alcohol, yeah. Yeah. eating shit. Destroy yourself in the gym. Yeah. There's levels to it. Yeah choose which one you'd rather destroy yourself with. Yeah, yeah. People say to me, I overtrain. Yeah. Would you rather I overtrain yeah. than destroy myself and sink my sorrows away? What yeah. would you rather? Mm. Yeah, I've done both and gym's so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take there's my word for it, gym is so much there's better. There's nothing quite like it. No. And the, the gym I train at, I've, 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 I mean, I've been there a few times when I was younger. I used to go with my sister's partner. I've been there like once or twice before yeah. just having a look around and training with him for a bit. I was only little. But, um, yeah, during my, the gym I train at is it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. What's the environment like? Men. Yeah? Big Alphas. Men. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha. Alpha men. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's brilliant, to be fair. Everyone there is like so nice, super lovely. Everyone says hi to you. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. But I don't know anyone. But they yeah. pretend like they've known me for years. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? People guy, see these big scary guys. And yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're so intimidating. It's like, no, they're actually they'll actually will do your yeah. program. They'll help yeah. you out. They'll, yeah, yeah, they they'll do. get your PR. Yeah, they're so nice. They walk in, they say, You're right, mate. I'm like, You're right, mate. It's the best culture, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah. And the guy that owns it, Pete, he's lovely. He's brilliant. He's a big, big guy. Seems quite intimidating, yeah. but he's, he's like a gentle giant. Yeah, a big cuddly I mean? bear. I'm sure he's got a bit of a side to him, but he is lovely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just like so easy to judge. It's never feel like judging people as well on the way they look. Yeah, so no, I don't do it because that's a sort of culture of trying to say. <laughs> majority it. of the men in there are completely, completely different. You know yeah, what I mean? but no, it's um, it's a brilliant gym, great environment. You can put on your own music. So yeah, I'll just slap heavy metal on, mate. Blast nice. it. Yeah, no one asks in now. Absolutely blast it. Yeah, yeah. And then someone will come in into the gym, and I'll be like listening to like proper screamo, and I'll be like, all right, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. I feel like it's the good. gym culture is sort of changing nowadays. Some places better, some places worse. Yeah, depends how you want to sort of look at it because there's a lot of different environments and a lot of cultures going around and yeah i feel people are starting to try to get to the gym more yeah i feel like it is starting to become more of a healthier life yeah i just hope it's not compensating for what they do in their spare time outside yeah, of the gym because to make up for the lack of i get i get if you're going to the gym or doing exercise because you enjoy doing it yeah. but then if you're also like going out on the weekend sniffing a bag of coke and getting drunk Nah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to beat your body up. You know I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's really not good. It shouldn't be done for compensating. It should be done for purely no. health and enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think commercial gyms, they're all right. They got the equipment. They're yeah. cheap. Do you know what I mean? 
Where'd you, you train at Parkwood? Parkwood, yeah. Posh some, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> nah, the culture they're, they're is trying be, to... They're going to be good there, to the be culture, fair. The culture has changed in the past few years. Yeah. And it's become more than just a gym. Yeah. That's the sort of motto I've been telling people. Yeah, yeah. Because the environment in there is everyone is helping each other out. As yeah. well, mate's Ollie, absolutely massive guy, benches like 170 kilos. And you look at him, like he jumps out of planes for a living. It's yeah, yeah. absolutely mental. Yeah. He'd come up to you one day, he's like, whack a 10 on, mate. And then from there, like my, my, my weights just went flying through the roof. Yeah. And this is a guy I never met before. Yeah. yeah. And every session he'd be like, come on, ads, put yeah, another yeah. 10 on. That's what you guy want. I never met before. Yeah. And this is the culture that I think is changing for the better. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, funny you say that. There was a guy the other day uh, when I trained after work and he um, he was doing skull crushes of a bar. Yeah. And he was led on the bench. The bar's on the floor. There was no rack for it to go on. So he asked me if I could lift it up for him. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I lifted it up so he could grab it, set himself and go. Yeah. And I stood there and I waited until he was struggling on that last rep. And I went, no, you fucking do one. Yeah, there. yeah. And he did as well. And I went, do a fucking other one. <laughs> and he did. And he was loving it. Absolutely loving yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, cheers, mate. Thanks for that. I was like, that's all right. It's a culture you're trying to... It's a culture. Yeah, yeah. I want. I literally want someone to do that to me. I want someone to stand there and shout at me. Yeah. Which the guy I train with, he does, to be fair. He generally does good. Yeah. Um, it's a culture that you're trying to set, me. though. Yeah. It, the gym is a place where people... Everyone's there to get better. Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're not intimidating. No. We're not scary. We're not horrible. Everyone is there to better themselves and to yeah. help each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sort of... I know a couple of people. I don't know what your thoughts are on performance enhancing drugs as such. Yeah, I've got very mixed opinions of it. Yeah. Um, I understand why people take them. Yeah, can p- completely appreciate why they take them. I think if you have to ask someone, should I do them? You probably shouldn't. No. Um, listen to Greg Doucette talk about it. He's, <laughs> yeah. fr- he's listen to Greg <laughs> yeah. about anything. Not just about PEDs. No. Listen to Greg about anything. anything. His yeah. quality. <laughs> and like Chris Bum said, went on a podcast recently. Five times Mister Olympia and openly yeah. spoken about yeah, performance yeah. and drugs. Yeah. That was a real good insight. Yeah, so like, yeah. we're just going to give our opinions, and you know, we're no experts by any means. No. We're just talking from experiences, and yeah. So you know, go and do your own research and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel we're like performance enhancing drugs i feel it's stemmed from a sort of body dysmorphia type i feel a lot of people take them because of the inadequacy that yeah. they might feel about themselves and they yeah, want to yeah. be stronger and bigger and look better and yeah you know when they start taking it because there's actual like real reason behind it yeah can fully understand and appreciate it yeah. and i know some people um they don't drink they don't go out and party no this is their one thing that they do that yeah. they'll go and see a professional about yeah and i go yeah do you know what that I absolutely understand why you're doing that. You're yeah. trying to get in the best shape of your life. Yeah. You're doing it in a controlled environment yeah. in a safe way. You're not going and taking stupid amounts of, you know, dosage. Yeah. And this is your one and only thing. And I can completely appreciate it. Yeah. When people are just jumping on it from the age of like 17, 18, 19. Yeah. yeah. And just like trying to get as much into my systems as possible. That's yeah. when I go, don't quite think that's safe or responsible. No. And I think you should almost let your natural body yeah form first yeah and then when you get to that point i listened to phil he talk about it like one mr olympia is a stupid amount of times yeah, yeah he said when your body gets to that natural point where your body can't go anymore mm. that's when he jumped on he that's won like two mr olympias natural yeah. then he yeah. went and jumped on peds and won even more yeah that's when i go yeah i understand that yeah but again like but I, then, people disagree with me it's all open for conversation yeah. you'll have a different opinion yeah yeah so so what you just said there reaching your limit and then pushing it further yeah should you really be pushing your limit further? Is that healthy? Is that good for your body? Is it good for your organs? 
That's the question. Yeah. That is the open-ended I, question. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because that is, in people's heads, that is the right thing to do. But if you've reached your limit and your body isn't letting you grow anymore. Yeah. Should you go anymore? Is there a reason why your body's not letting yeah, you grow anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you'd have the, you'd have the side effects of you growing more, which then puts, you know, stress on your muscles, stress on your, on your heart, your organs. Um, and then you've also got the stress from the PEDs yeah. um, on your liver yeah, and your heart as well. Yeah, because this, this is something that I've had many thoughts about. Like, I'm never going to jump on any PEDs by any means. But no. like, when you start to get older, your testosterone starts to drop. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in the back of my mind, I will go to the doctors and go, yeah. Testosterone replacement yeah. therapy. Yeah, yeah. Can I get on this? Thank Let's you test very much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you not try and feel to... like a twenty-year-old boy? Again. Yeah. <laughs> why would you not yeah. try and keep your natural testosterone levels yeah, at a safe level? Yeah. Like yeah. that's where for me, that's I go. Yeah. Need, do you yeah. know what? That, yeah. Like Coach Greg talks about yeah. it. Yeah, He's yeah. on TRT. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I still feel like a, like a, you know a young yeah. me again. Yeah. And it's great. And yeah. it, there's no health implications. Like Jay no. Cutler no, spoke about it. Yeah. He's at natural level of testosterone now because he's on TRT. Yeah. And I mean, the man's still in insane shape what jay yeah yeah like in mental he literally shape. hasn't changed no even his face and his yeah. haircut hasn't changed either yeah <laughs> he's yeah, still yeah. the same yeah um, so it's an interesting culture and conversation that a lot of people are scared to talk about i feel yeah. it's very hidden away in a certain gyms yeah definitely and some people are very open about it and like massive respect to those that are very open about it yeah because it's, it's a very a few guys that train at my gym and they are very open about it yeah to the point where they literally just shout across the room to each other about it and, <laughs> and it's just like i get it yeah but like like have ha if someone breaches a conversation with you about it you can yeah. openly say yes yeah it just shouldn't be like pressured yeah or like yeah you know, exactly if someone wants to talk about something they'll talk about it yeah um but it almost shouldn't be uh, like i take this for this reason having yeah. like you know i'm not going to advise you to jump on it yeah i think People do take it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, like if you had someone who weighed 140 pounds and they were, you know, my height, so like five, you know, five, six, five, seven, yeah. then no, they shouldn't be taking it. They yeah. should put on some size because 140 pounds, like, isn't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Try and do it naturally. Yeah. How much do you weigh? About, well, now after Christmas, probably about 74 kilos. 74 kilos. Which ain't okay. much. I don't know what that is in stone, but it's not not a lot of weight. 74. Especially all my running and stuff going on yeah. at the minute. Yeah. But then you're not trying to like put on size. No, no. So. Been through that stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think people do it for the wrong reasons. Um, it's amazing just to have these don't even do it for any reason. Like, yeah. that reason isn't even valid. If they're just doing it because, like, oh, yeah. Um, just want to get massive yeah just want to get massive i mean you 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 get it for like the health benefits of it so it does obviously it's going to make you feel better yeah if you're taking something like like just just test on its own it's going to make you feel better it's going to give you most of the time if you don't abuse it it's going to give you a clear mind yeah um you know it, it helps you of general well-being yeah a sense of like general well-being but again which like, is what a lot of people lack yeah yeah um Again, this is like a touch on the like the feeling of inadequacy. Yeah, I feel yeah. that's why some people do jump on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like this is why I'm trying to touch on such a mental health viewpoint because yeah. if your mental health was up to scratch, yeah, not just your physical, yeah, then I don't feel like you'd have to do these sort of things and potentially harm yourself. Yeah, yeah. 
But again, yeah, all these things should be done with, you know, someone that is experienced. Oh, yeah, you need medical... to know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't just be doing it because matey boy said he's doing it. Yeah, And yeah. it's all groovy. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I mean? This is insane so, shape. I'll give you a hand, mate. You yeah. Know, injecting your ass for you. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's an interesting conversation to have, yeah, nonetheless, because yeah. some people frown away from it. And, yeah. you know, my opinion's different to everyone else's. I'm not going to tell you what's yeah. wrong. No. Which is great to have these conversations to go back and forth with. Yeah. Just, just... You just need to be careful if you're doing stuff like that. You know, speak to a doctor about it. A doctor, if you go to a doctor that you regularly see and you've seen for years and yeah. you come to him or her with with this idea of doing this thing, yeah. they're going to tell you what they really think yeah. about it. And, you know, you just need to take that as an opinion. Yeah. Last bit I want to touch on is your work you do. Yeah. Do you want to tell me more about that? And Yeah, yeah, sure. Because um, I, I think it's such an amazing... I can see the purpose in you and I can see the positivity you yeah, get from yeah, your work. And I love it. I try, I try to say to people, you know, your work shouldn't be your purpose and you shouldn't... Everyone lives for work sometimes and it goes over that scale. Yeah. However, when I think you're doing things that you like, things that you do, I'll go, I have massive respect for this. You know, yeah. you're making this world a better place and yeah. you understand your purpose and you know that you don't tip over that edge that over no. that scale of that no. work becomes dependent yeah, yeah and that is your life yeah but you understand the reason why you do your work yeah yeah so i don't see it as work i don't see it as a job yeah i see it as something i do and get paid for yeah i get paid for my time yeah but i don't get paid for like the service that i provide yeah if that yeah. makes sense um you're also so, making the world a better place yeah i love it i love it it's so good so um, I don't know how much I can really say, um, but basically I look after children um, in a home, like a like any, like any normal three-bedroom house, four- or yeah, five-bedroom yeah. house. Um, and, you know, they, they do what kids do. Yeah. So if they're going to school, they're going to school. If they're not, they're at home. If they're out with their friends, they, they have a chance at being a child. Yeah. Whereas where they were before, they didn't have that chance of being a child. Yeah. So very can, limited by their environment as such. Yeah, yeah, it can be it can be many things. So the reasons that they're they're in the home, you know, they could be neglected or abused. Um, they could just have no family left. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just one of those things. And coming from my dad being in care when he was younger, yeah. and then being fostered, um, that made me want to do that. So like in that message that I sent you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it made me want to... That's your purpose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really found your drive in life yeah, and your yeah. calling as yeah. such. And I always wanted to do it, and I could never find a job to do with children that I didn't need qualifications for. Yeah. And then, like, the childcare came up, and I was like... You just walked straight yeah. into it. I was like, Mum, isn't that a really good company? She's like, yeah, they're really good. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Applied for it. Turns out I didn't need qualifications, any qualifications. Yeah. And I do all my QCFs when I'm there. Yeah. And with each one I do, I get a pay rise. Happy it's days, like, no yeah. brainer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, it leads into your purpose in yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is such an amazing thing to yeah. to do. And again, this is why I wanted to get you on because you've had such a troubled past yeah. and so much trauma and so many things have happened. Yeah. And you've bounced back and you're starting to, you know, you're taking care of yourself again in the gym. You're yeah. making a purpose with your yeah. taking care of, you know, children who are a shade, shady past should I say yeah, yeah. troubled past however you want to look at it yeah and Oakley's born and yeah you're finding your it's this everything's is, like I'm not chasing anything no these things are just they, ha they, they just, just come happen. together aren't they? yeah it's the best way for it and again yeah this everything does happen for yeah. a reason and yeah. like the more you lean into that yeah the more this stuff happens yeah yeah and this is why I want to get you on because yeah like I say you've come from such a a shit time to now yeah. making a positive difference in this world and yeah 
bringing your own positive influence into this world for Oakley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such an amazing yeah. story, which is why I was so excited to get you on. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yes, come yeah, be my yeah. first episode yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of questions to sort of finish, just yeah, to go for it. leave it. Um, how would you hope people view you after this podcast episode? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Just think that I'm a nice guy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I mean no harm. <laughs> nah, I mean, one thing. One thing I will say though is like, everything like is good in my life, but there's still struggles. Like, yeah, like shit still happens. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? So you just need to overcome and get through them. Um, I mean, I try to be as positive as I can. I try to surround myself in. <laughs> That's the polite way to say it. Yeah, I try to surround myself with positive people. Basically, if someone's negative wants to be in my life, I just try to avoid them as much yeah. as possible. I don't like being rude. Yeah. But I don't want to be surrounded by negativity. Yeah, yeah, I want positivity. I want to thrive. Do you know what I mean? I don't want negative attitudes around me. Yeah. Um, it's so important. Yeah. It's so underrated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. What are your hopes and dreams for the future, if you have any? Um, some people don't know this answer myself probably not to be honest I want to be able to retire early yeah yeah I'd like to retire at about not early early but I'd probably say 50 okay that's just I had at 50 yeah um, which obviously would just mean a hell of a lot of saving yeah, um, yeah but you don't start living until you retire no <laughs> do you know what I mean I want to retire I don't want to yeah. like move to Spain or something yeah <laughs> you know I mean? just for a couple of years just to like you know just live you don't live until you retire. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to do that. Interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's cool to ask that yeah. one. And finally, what advice would you give the younger generation and anyone else listening to this episode today? What's one thing that you can live, leave people today? Um, I think probably probably just be yourself. Yeah. There's nothing worse than people faking who they are. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. Speak what you want to speak. If you upset people doesn't matter yeah do you know what i mean like speak say what you want to say yeah be authentic don't don't um pretend to be someone you're not yeah yeah definitely because my sort of advice in three generations time yeah there's people that criticize you and you know doubt you yeah they ain't gonna be around no neither are you no. so you probably even see that person ever again that's just criticized you yeah you know the person that's just gone by in the car and thought shout wanker at you because it's funny <laughs> yeah he's never gonna see him again no. just smile about it yeah Do you know what I mean? three Don't... generations time yeah. no one's gonna care because none of us are gonna be here like no, exactly. life is short yeah so yeah. just go and do just live it you... yeah live it yeah that has been that thank you don for that that's all right thanks for having Re me mate. really appreciate your time today my enjoyed friend enjoyed it anything to leave uh anyone with Hope you have a lovely day. Beautiful way to end it. Thank you, Dom. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs>